Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere, the podcast, the show where I give comedians assignments of things that are supposed to make you happier, and then we talk about it and we find out how it went. Today's guest is Rochelle Lazan. Oh, this is another one of those uh, absolute joys of an episode where I get to talk to a friend who is far, far away. Uh, Rochelle is based out of Los Angeles, and I was so happy to get to have this conversation with her. Oh, uh, her assignment was about mindful eating, which is a new one. I haven't, I haven't done this one yet. <laughs> it's a hard thing, and it feels pretty silly, um, and we get into that. Um, we talk about how difficult it is to meditate, uh, especially when you're a person who probably really needs to meditate. We talk about what it's like living as a person who has a very busy brain, how it's very difficult to kind of try to turn that off, even if it's just for a couple of minutes a day. Um, we talk about how to work around that and the little things that you can fold into your routine, even if you are a person who it's really difficult to get yourself to sit still for a minute. We talk about that. Uh, we get constantly interrupted by fellow great comedian Sammy Fareed messaging also great comedian Mark DeBonis. <laughs> so this is almost like you've got four comedians on an episode, okay? This is... <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. Uh, if you want to support Rochelle in general, you can follow her on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, at Rochelle Lazan. If you want to support this podcast in general, you can like, rate, subscribe. Um, there are other exciting things you can do that are coming down the pipeline. Uh, they're not up quite yet, but stay tuned, guys. We're, we're working on some things. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at, at Hamiltrace. And uh, in the meantime, please enjoy this conversation with Rochelle Lazan. Oh, Rochelle. Uh, we start with an honest how are you. So how are you for real? Um, I'm pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like my first day off in a few days. So I have like lots to pack in today, but I'm feeling good, I think. How about That's you? Um, my honest how are you? I am truly exhausted. <laughs> I'm so tired today. I had to be up at 530 for work. Uh, which is yeah. very early, and uh, I couldn't fall asleep last night until probably maybe one thirty. So, not super rested today. Well, that's okay. I feel like no one's rested really mm-hmm. good in this <laughs> in this climate, you know. Agreed. I've been having a lot of trouble with sleep recently, like a uh, busy brain at the end of the night. Yeah, not like thinking or stressing about anything in particular just sort of like my brain doesn't know how to power off right now yes I feel that like all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> like just walking <laughs> around you know every day um especially when I come home from work late at night there's like I need like a two hour yeah like takes for my brain to just like slowly wind down it's it's a tough cycle to get into very much uh should we talk about your assignment Sure. Okay, so the assignment that I gave you uh, was that you had to do a mindful eating exercise. Yes. Um, so uh, if anybody at home wants to do one of these, you can go and look them up. They're like guidelines. I sent you a little one. Um, but basically, you just eat very, very slowly, stopping at each point, like looking at your food, taking in what the food looks like, 
smelling the food, focusing on the smell, uh, thinking about all the effort that it took for the food to get to you. Um, if it, you're eating some vegetables, like all the time they had to spend in the sun to get <laughs> to, to your plate. <laughs> and then the sensation of actually eating as well. So the way that it feels in your mouth, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Uh, how did that go? Um, it was interesting. It was- It's weird, right? It's a weird like, one. <laughs> very weird. And I'll start off by saying that I don't like meditate. Mm -hmm. And I get told on like a daily basis, I need to meditate, which is offensive. First of all, <laughs> rude. Um, everyone's telling me I need to do yoga or meditate, but I have such a hard time with that. And it's like kind of like a mental block that I put up mm -hmm. for myself. So this, with this, I was like, okay, this is basically like food meditating. So yeah. I was like, this to me is like a good transition into potentially meditating because mm -hmm. it's kind of like, I felt like it was like a task oriented meditation. Yes, very much. So I was like, okay, this is good. And then I tried to do it a bunch of times, but like the first couple of times I tried, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down. And then like halfway through eating, I'm like on my phone and it's like, yeah. I didn't even <laughs> <laughs> notice and the amount of times I sat down to be like okay I'm gonna do this and then just failed like so bad <laughs> so I tried again today which went a little bit better I felt like it actually like took so much effort mm -hmm. <laughs> it's such a weird thing like I because nor and it makes you think about like how I normally eat I am like such a fast eater like I'm the kind of person that's like <gasps> like let's yep. just like, eat it as fast as I can so that I'm done and then you feel sick after or whatever, but mm -hmm. it's like, so it was kind of just a interesting exercise to see like, just how my eating habits, you know, and like how difficult I, it was. I feel like really it says a lot about me. But. <laughs> no, I don't think you're alone in that at all. And uh, it really does make you realize how distracted you normally are while you're eating. Cause you don't realize until you try to just do something simple, like not watch television or be on your phone while you eat. That's it. Yeah. Even if you aren't doing like the whole mindfulness exercise, even if you're just trying to eat a meal without looking at any screens, you realize like, oh boy, I like really need that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%. I always, I can't even remember the last time I ate without TV. Like, yeah, it's like this weird thing where I just need constant like stimulation, constant distractions, like and you don't realize until you actually have to like try and stop and you're like, oh damn, mm -hmm. I got issues. Like <laughs> and like, it makes you think how much of the time am I actually enjoying or tasting the food that I'm eating? Yeah. And how much am I just shoveling it in like gas in a tank, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's also like an anxiety thing. I feel like everything I do is so fast like I am so <laughs> task oriented like even at my jobs where I'll have like a list a list of tasks to do and like my manager will be like I just need you to like slow down because I like yeah. you do things too fast and then you're standing around <laughs> he's like just slow down. <laughs> so I'll like bang out a list of things I need to do and that's like I feel like how I treat eating mm -hmm. where I'm like, well, I have to eat this, so I'm just going to eat it as fast as I can so I can move on with my day, you know, where it's like, yeah. I love food. You think I'd want to enjoy it more, you know, so. I think that we're really similar that way. I'm also like that. Like, if I have a to-do list or, like, a task list at a job, 
it's like bam, 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 and then I'm done the whole day in 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm just it's like, kind of can only work at that level. <laughs> yeah. And then it feels like it was almost like a dream. I'm like, wow, I don't even almost mm. remember what, like doing, physically doing every task. I just remember that like, it's done, Yeah, you know? So it's like that weird thing where it's like, I guess, focusing on the journey, not the destination, which mm-hmm. is just like in general, a huge struggle for me, I guess. For sure. And I think like uh, the problem is that the more, uh, the faster you get through a list, the more opportunity you have to add more to the list. Yeah. So what ends up happening for me anyway, is I just keep going fast, 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 get everything done, get everything done and keep adding more things. I'm like, okay, I've done all of the stuff that I was going to do today. I can do the stuff for tomorrow, start doing the stuff for tomorrow and so on and so on. And then you just burn out because that's way too much energy to be putting out yeah 100 percent. i get that Mm -hmm. and then uh you end up with busy brain falling asleep for only four hours before a work day you know yeah and i i read this uh study i guess there's like always studies about coffee i don't know i know you work at starbucks don't you so it's like i work at an independent now but still in coffee yeah and it's like apparently caffeine stays in your bloodstream for like 10 hours mm-hmm. like what like the cup co- the cup of coffee you have at the beginning of the day so I kind of was like okay when I go to work and I come home and I can't sleep because my brain won't shut off I'm like those days I need to like lessen my caffeine mm-hmm. and I did that and I did notice that it was a bit easier to sleep so it's like weird well sometimes you want to like blame yourself like I'll be like oh it's just my anxiety or something it's like oh no it's because I'm like injecting caffeine like into my blood. <laughs> yep, um, it'll stay in your system even longer if you're a woman on birth control. Oh. It stays in your system for like six hours longer if you're on birth control for some reason. I, I don't know why. I don't know the science behind that but uh, it's true. Wow. strange <laughs> I think that's the same with pregnant women and that's why mm-hmm. pregnant women aren't really supposed to drink a lot so maybe yeah. there's something there, but. I've done the same thing where I've stopped letting myself have caffeine after noon so I'm like I'm allowed to have a coffee in the morning and a second one if I can get it in before noon but then afternoon I'm cut off I feel like that to me is being in my 30s yeah is that I've, <laughs> I've stopped drinking caffeine after 12 o'clock yeah. And then I find that the caffeine actually is more effective mm-hmm. when you like savor your first cup as like, oh, this is my coffee instead of like going into it. It was like, oh, this is just the first cup of coffee. Like, you know what I mean? You know like, what that sounds like to me? That sounds like mindful coffee drinking. It, there we go. We brought yeah. it back. We brought you're it savoring the cup of coffee that you're having. You're not chugging it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, as a fellow busy brain person, what do you do to try and slow the whirring sound that buzzes all the time in your head? Oh, therapy. Uh. Love therapy. (laughs) Therapy What's your therapist's first name? I usually ask people. I haven't been asking lately. What's what's Um, your therapist's first name? Nadia. Nadia. Shout out to Nadia. Yeah, she just had a kid. She's on mat leave. Good for her. Congratulations, Nadia. Yeah. I mean, sucky for me, but... (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that, that has definitely helped in like, you know, learning the tools of like really thinking about what your own brain is saying and like kind of just trying to figure that out. Um, 
what was that question again? You said, what do I do to like, yeah, what do you do to quiet your busy brain? I do smoke a lot of weed. I feel like that helps. Yes, it does. I mean, I don't want to say it necessarily slows my brain down, but it makes me, it still kind of brings out my natural, like busy brain, but it's not as like such heavy things. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like it's more like fun in my brain. So that's, I do find that weed helps for that. I totally Um, find that too. And like, it's not, it's not for everybody. It doesn't have that effect for everyone, but for me, it definitely does have an effect on anxiety and like the, whatever I'm playing on a loop in my mind, it makes the loop go a little bit slower. It makes like the negative voices a little bit quieter for a minute. Um, CBD stuff is excellent. Excellent. Mm -hmm. If you're an anxious person, CBD oil is mwah. Yeah. Yeah, very good. 100%, 100%. And I also know sometimes like if I do smoke weed and then those like negative thoughts intensify, which does happen every, not all the time, but every now and then that's when I'm like, oh, something's going on here. Yeah. Like this is like calling my attention to something sometimes. So that's really interesting. Uh, like it almost tells you, oh, this anxiety is actually about something or this anxiety wasn't actually about something. Yes, Totally. 100%. Do you find that, uh, which one happens more often? When you're feeling anxious, is it more likely that it is actually about something or that it is not actually about anything? I would say more than likely it's me making a way bigger deal out of, mm-hmm. a, of something that nobody is thinking about. Nobody else, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> it like sounds, this sounds like mean, I guess, but this is like a funny thing that like my boyfriend will tell me. He'll just be like, nobody's thinking about you. <laughs> like, no, 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 that's not a mean thing. That's, like, I, I say that all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, like nobody, especially in this 2020, like nobody is thinking about something I said at Comedy Bar four years ago. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> weird, like, shame spiral that like <laughs> go down. I mean you know I, I'm sure there are some people that are thinking of it but but very <laughs> doubtful and it, like you're n- never being thought about as much as you think that you are that's yeah, for sure 100 percent. and then it's like oh am I a narcissist and then that's like a whole other downward spot <laughs> <laughs> no relief no <laughs> It's a it's a real rabbit hole. You really get sucked down that real fast. Oh my god, a rabbit hole. Those are my. I see a rabbit hole, and I'm just like, woo! Like, we <laughs> <laughs> dive head first. <laughs> I think uh, not to be one of the many, but I think that you really would benefit from doing meditation or mindfulness, and. Uh, like I'd love to talk to you about it because I think you and I are have similar brains um, mm-hmm. and similar obstacles when it comes to sticking to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know for me, like I'm really into all of that stuff. You know, obviously this is this is my podcast, um, but <laughs> but uh, I'm not good at it. I'll admit that. Like I'm I'm not good at meditating. Um, I get constantly distracted so easily and then I end up miles away from where I was supposed to be. Um, so it's, but I, they always say like, the more you're like that, the more you need to do it. Like <laughs> if you're catching yourself doing that, you are exactly the person that meditation is for. Yeah. Cause it's not about 
it's not about keeping yourself from drifting off in your thoughts. It's about recognizing when you're drifting off and bringing your attention back and drifting off and bringing it back and drifting off and bringing it back. And then just keep repeating doing that. Uh, because then over time you're going to get better and better at bringing your focus back and quieting the whirring sound just on your own. Right. I did this like in pretty intense mindfulness class. Um, I guess two years ago now I did it, uh, through meditation for health in Toronto. And it's like a meditation course, uh, designed for people with chronic illnesses. Uh, so I went because of physical illness, but people were there for like anxiety, mood stuff. And, uh, it was weirdly effective. Like I went in, I'm very open to everything and highly skeptical of everything at the same time. Yeah, I relate to that. <laughs> like, like, I'm very like, oh, yeah, I'll try absolutely anything. And like, if, it, if it's good, cool, I'm down with that. Um, but I go into everything assuming it's not going to work, uh, right. <laughs> which is maybe not the best mindset to go into this stuff with. But I do have a little voice in my, in my head that says like, okay, so we're going to lie here on the carpet for an hour and think about what our toes feel like. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's really going to have an impact on my chronic pain disorder. <laughs> but then it actually weirdly is super, super effective. And uh, I've used it in all kinds of weird ways since that class. Like I don't keep up with the daily practice because it was like three weeks of meditating for an hour every day. And I did it while I was in the class and then a uh, like classic person uh, as soon as the class was over, I was like, no, nah, I'm not meditating for an hour every day. <laughs> Back to normal. Oh, an, oh an hour every day. So I did that for a month and then I sort of brushed it off. But I come back to it in uh, particularly vi- highly stressful times. Like, I'm re- <laughs> I sound like a baby, but I'm very afraid of the dentist. I really hate the dentist. The feeling of people scratching my teeth makes my skin crawl. I yeah. really hate the dentist. And I had like to have- Anticipating they're gonna like get a nerve. Like yeah. even if, you know, I'm like already thinking about that. I mm-hmm. can't into that. Cause when you have like, when you have a pain in your tooth, it's that like electric, like- Yeah. Shooting. It's scary. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. And uh, about a year ago-ish, I had to have like some, like not super intense, but like some dental work done. And I was going to be in the chair for a while and they had to do a bunch of stuff and drilling and et cetera. And uh, I was freaking out, freaking out. They were putting on a crown. So they had to like do some shaving of my tooth. And like, it was, it was a whole thing. It was too much for me to take. I was very overwhelmed. Uh, So I'm sitting in the chair and I started doing a body scan, which is what we did in the meditation class where like you start at your toes and you just kind of move slowly up your body, just checking in, not judgment, not moving anything, not changing anything, just like, oh, like, what's my knee doing right now? Like, how does my knee feel? (laughs) And uh, so I did the body scan and I was astonished by how much it helped my anxiety during that dentist appointment. I mean, I believe it. Like, that's the thing. I, you know, I have one friend that's like really into all that stuff. She's always pushing me to do it. And I'm like, I, I believe what you're saying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I think there's like too much evidence to suggest that it is effective for me to be like, like skeptical of it. But I think it's just a matter of like 
just doing it. Like yes. that's where I struggle with where it's like, like writing, you know what I mean? Like the hardest thing about writing is writing, like mm-hmm. just sitting down and doing it. Whereas like, that's what I feel. My only block is literally just being like, I guess laziness. Like I, okay. I let's get into this. Cause I struggle with the same stuff and I don't, I've thought about this a lot. Cause I've judged myself and been like oh it's laziness that's why I don't do this stuff but I'm not convinced that that's what it is okay I'll hear you out because I (laughs) Mm -hmm. would like to think I'm not lazy but it's like that's what it feels like yeah but like I have the same thing where I really struggle to sit down and start something whether Mm -hmm. it's writing or whatever it is or even like if I'm you know if I'm reading a book that has like exercises for you to do or something like that I'll uh, read through the exercise, but I won't actually fill anything out. I'll just like read through it and I'll be like, yeah, intellectually, I know what this is about. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't actually do it. Yeah. But I don't think it's laziness. I think that it's fear-based. Yeah. I think it's fear-based. I can't quite put my finger on what the fear is. I think, I think there like, might be multiple fears at play. Yeah. I feel like it's literally a fear of my own head because it's like I am always looking for distractions to like get away yeah. from that, whether it be like weed or my phone or the TV, you know. So it's like just maybe knowing that you have to sit in your own thoughts without an escape. I That's think a good point. Maybe like nerve wracking, but. I mean, just kind of to go back with what you were talking about, like, that you did that. Also, sorry, this is my boyfriend's computer. It keeps making these noises. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know how to turn it off. It's okay. I'm enjoying the thought of l- listeners at home thinking that they got a message and checking their phone. Oh, my God. I um, <laughs> yeah, so I hope that somebody listening has fallen for that. <laughs> um, but how you're saying, like, you know, you're supposed to do this meditation for an hour and like to me if I went into any scenario and like I was new to something and they were like all right you have to meditate for an hour every day or you're not doing it right Mm -hmm. I would be like bye bitch like bye like Like, the one thing I enjoyed about my friend is she's like you do it for five minutes a day yep like if you even yeah and it's like you know you can I like the idea of like me having total control over it versus trying to stick to some sort of like program yes that it's like I would never ever be able to meditate for an hour like I will fully like maybe I could work my way up to that but like it was a lot (laughs) right away and it it was a lot I I I was into doing the class because I also have like a thing where I don't want to try anything unless I'm going to be great at it yeah Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to do the class so that I knew I was doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I'm going to be the best at this. I'm going to be the best meditator. <laughs> so funny. And I'm not, I'm not currently the best meditator. Yeah. I don't know. Like, but it, You can do it for just a little bit. Like, even if I've been trying to get myself to do this is I can't even somehow, I can't even commit myself to meditating for 10 minutes a day right Mm -hmm. now uh so I've just been trying to get myself to do three deep breaths a day okay just three deep breaths in a row that's it just once a day just at some point in the day three deep breaths that's a good 
that's a good like starting point. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe right? that I will assign myself that. <laughs> because that's so easy. Because sometimes it's like you don't even realize. Like I'm like walking around my shoulders like like and I'm like, oh yeah. okay, mm-hmm. take a breath. And then all of a sudden even just like releasing that, it's like, oh damn, I didn't even know I needed that. Like yeah. But that's I guess checking in with your body, right? Checking in like is my jaw clenched? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do that. Given I do that too. Because I like, oh, yeah, I like crack. I can't open my mouth. Like eating a sandwich, not even a thing anymore. No, <laughs> no, my. <laughs> <laughs> we are the same. <laughs> I am also one hundred percent of the time just biting down, just clenching my jaw. As yeah. if I'm about to go over the top of a roller coaster ah. all the time for no reason. I've, yeah. I really need to relax. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. You and me both. You and me both. And oh, boy. another like slight reason that I feel like cynical is I, I went to theater school and looking back, I feel like most of my actor training was like meditation mm-hmm. and oh I yeah think- a ton of that kind of stuff in in theater classes I also did theater yeah. in school and yeah right? yeah it's a lot of breathing exercises and yeah for sure and I remember one time we had to do this exercise that was like to this day I feel like traumatized by it we had to lie down on the floor and we were like studying Shakespeare monologues and the exercise was to like lie down on the floor and you have a person like a partner that's like reading you word for word so they would we had to go through the whole monologue like Shakespeare monologues are very long yep and we had to go through every single word and then like like basically feel that word in our bodies and stuff and the exercise ended up being about an hour and a half and I felt trapped I felt like I was gonna scream I felt like I was the only person that was like not connecting to this at all and I was like this is the most boring shit in the world. <laughs> like, and then I started completely, like, they would be like, okay, the, feel the word the, like, feel the in your yeah. neck. And it's like, <laughs> so I think that there is a part of me that just, like, thinks back to that and is like, never again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever have to do the exercise where you just have to stare into somebody's eyes for, like, five minutes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it that's was the worst. Weird guy. It was got partnered with a weird guy. It was like, of course, <laughs> I can't do it's, this. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I feel like you need to come to this stuff on your own. Like, I yes. do think that obviously there are teachers and like people that can assist you that are great, but, but even like, that, even if you have a teacher or somebody to assist you in theory, you would have sought them out. So that would still be you choosing to go to it rather than somebody forcing it on you but I did I felt like it's almost like going to rehab or something where you're like you have to want to go or else it's mm-hmm. never gonna work so that's why maybe I'm always like okay no I don't want to meditate because I just don't want to so it won't be effective so I like put those walls up for myself before I even try like try mm-hmm. I guess I totally totally relate to that and I can see why the feel this word in your body exercise would be traumatic. Like, I can't believe how much I paid for that course. Like, right? oh my God, it was in Stratford. Oh, we had to like live in these little dorms in Stratford and like share a bathroom. And it was like, 
yeah, I just have a lot of uh, <laughs> emotional trauma from some of these acting exercises that I'm like, I don't know. But that's, you know, I did do yoga for a long time and I haven't done it in years, but mm -hmm. I do feel like maybe yoga is a bit, a, a bit easier because you're basically meditating but like, you're like really actually feeling it in your body, like yeah. where it's hard to think about other things when you're like, oh, this stretch like hurts. Like I physically mm -hmm. have to think about this pose or this move. So I felt like that was a little bit easier for my like scatterbrain. For sure. I think that any kind of meditative exercise or meditation-like activity that's physical in some way is really helpful. Uh, if you're easily distracted or if it's hard for you to sit still uh just something about being in motion yeah. is very helpful and keeps you present because you're concentrating on whatever motion it is that you're doing yeah uh there's also uh the fact that when you're moving you're using both sides of your brain so that's why you have like more ideas and are able to connect things better when you're walking you get ideas on long walks because you're walking and you're moving both of your feet and that uses both sides of your brain um, it's what EMDR therapy is based on. I don't know if you've heard of that. I've never heard of that. So EMDR therapy is uh, a ther like a trauma therapy where you basically like focus in on uh, <laughs> how rude of Mark's computer to interrupt me when I said trauma therapy. Like, um, <laughs> mute notifications. Also, how popular is he? And why are all of these sounds different from each other? How many Honestly, different applications is he being messaged on? It's freaking Sammy Fareed. He needs to be quiet right now. <laughs> Shut up, about. Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so trauma therapy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, you focus in on a, a memory or like an image that encapsulates a memory for you. And you do some sort of exercise that involves both sides of your body. So often it's tapping, like uh, crossed hands over the chest or tapping your knees, alternating knees, or stuff with your eyes, moving your eyes back and forth. So you focus in on this image in your mind while doing whatever exercise. And then you stop and you take a breath and your therapist will ask you questions about, you know, how do you feel, whatever. And then you go back into it and you just keep replaying the memory and doing this exercise over and over again. And it's been proven to be like an extremely effective uh, form of therapy for people with PTSD because there's something about the like using both sides of your brain that helps you, helps your brain like recategorize a memory. It's like it's easier to file things away properly when both sides of your brain are active. Uh, so the idea is that you become less triggered by your environment because you're not even triggered anymore by the memory itself. It's really fascinating. Uh, so yeah, that's what EMDR therapy is. That is interesting. Damn, why does my therapist never tell me about this stuff? That's It's cool, right? Well, we're back. Um, that does sound... How do I... Friggin' <laughs> please be quiet, Sammy. I beg of you. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. The next, the next time I run into Sammy, I'm gonna scold him about this, and he's gonna have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> no idea. 
that you just <laughs> no I'm just kidding um but yeah that's not I mean I definitely like this idea of just going for walks it's another thing mm-hmm. that I'm like you know maybe a couple months ago I was like struggling with like you know the whole COVID 2020 thing and like I did just go for a walk like I forced myself to go for a walk and I felt a thousand times better oh yeah you know and it's one of those things where I'm like it does work but yeah I just can't bring myself to do it but is there a okay do you have a thing where if you know it works you're maybe even a little more reluctant to do it because it's like oh helps you know like it I will be fine because yeah. I know what to do yeah and the help is right there yeah I get to it when I get to it exactly you know? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it like that but yeah 100% I feel like it's this thing of like um it's sort of an ego thing I think in a way where it's a little bit like I've outsmarted everything like oh yes for the common people that's fine but (laughs) I can just do it with my brain I don't actually have to even do whatever the exercise is (laughs) yeah I just have to think about doing it and that's good enough for me (laughs) that's pretty much it yeah (laughs) like it's like yeah I'm like I used to do yoga and that really helped but why don't I do it anymore I don't know Mm -hmm. I mean it is expensive that's probably what but you know like uh, there's always a million excuses for stuff like you could do yoga at home if you wanted but I being the same person as you completely understand why you don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah I got, I got to do something. If anything, this is really making me realize that I'm like, I got to do something. Cause I struggled to, to eat mindfully. <laughs> so. Three deep breaths, three deep breaths a day. Yeah. And it, a- even uh, if it, if you like having like facts behind things, taking three deep breaths actually has a huge physical effect on your body immediately. Uh, like your blood pressure goes down, your heartbeat slows quite a bit when you take three deep breaths. Uh, right. Different chemicals and stuff are released in your brain. It's three like deep breaths. That's like hmm. getting to your brain because that's another thing too. Do you ever notice if you're like really anxious or like overwhelmed and your breathing is like so shallow? Yeah. Like, yeah, your brain's not getting oxygen. Like when our you brains have are just like our brains are. Our brains are built with really old programming. So uh, when we're anxious, we take shallow breaths because we're trying to be quiet, trying to hide, trying to not draw attention because our brain thinks that there's a bear Mm -hmm. or something else about to kill us. Um, So (laughs) we try, that's why with your posture too, you try to make yourself smaller Mm -hmm. or why you raise your shoulders because you're trying to protect your neck. I have heard that. I have. Or you cover your stomach because you're trying to protect your organs. Wow. Right? So uh, we're built with this really old programming. And so the three deep breaths thing is just kind of like, okay, brain, there are no bears. (laughs) There are no bears. There have never been any bears. I've never been very close to a bear at all. Like this is Toronto. Yeah. There aren't urban bears roaming around. (laughs) Uh, You can relax, brain. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. I feel like it's like that fight or flight mode mm-hmm. where sometimes I catch myself just constantly in fight or flight and I'm yeah. like you can't live 
day to day like this. Like <laughs> you would extra benefit then from doing some kind of physical exercise. Um, I talked about this a bit on the episode with Juliana Rodriguez, but uh, doing something physical helps complete the stress cycle. Mm-hmm. So like with all of that old programming that your brain has, when you feel stressed about something, your brain can't distinguish between I said something embarrassing at Comedy Bar four years ago and I'm about to die. Right. <laughs> it's it, the same. It, Honestly, it, they feel the same. I might as well be dead if you said something embarrassing at Comedy yeah. Bar. Because like. <laughs> your, brain, your brain doesn't have a scale. It's yeah. just death or no death. So it thinks that you're about to die. So what it wants to do is either fight, as in like kill the bear, flight, as in run from the bear, or freeze, which is play dead. Um, And freeze is the response that you have when you're in the most danger, when your Mm -hmm. brain thinks that you're most at risk and that it's hopeless. That's when your brain makes you play dead. Um, Weirdly in nature, so that your death is less painful. Yeah. So uh, when your brain is freaking out about whatever it is and you're noticing like, oh, I'm doing like a fight, flight or freeze thing right now. uh, What your body wants to do is something physical because that's how it would resolve those problems. Right. Killing a bear, a very physical activity. Running from a bear, also a physical activity. Um, And with freeze, um, people who wake up from anesthesia, for example, like their body's literally in freeze for a while. When they come out of it, they're frequently um, overwhelmingly emotional. So they'll like sob crying or they want to kick their feet because they want to run. The body needs to do something physical. So it need, that's why it feels so much, you feel so much better when you cry because you've completed a stress cycle. Wow. So you can recreate that for yourself by doing some kind of physical activity, whether it's going for a run, uh, going for a walk, riding a bike, yoga, whatever it is, if, or dancing. That's the one that I gave Juliana. I told her she had to dance 30 minutes a day, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, anything physical that gets your body moving, whether it's crying or exercise, um, will help resolve that and bring you back to baseline. It's so interesting. It's like our bodies are constantly trying to protect us, but then mm-hmm. like our, like our minds are not on the same you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you almost have to like work on your mind. Very much. Yeah. But the weird thing is, is like we actually have so much more control over things than we think that we do because there are ways to like hack the system. You know, like I think of it like our bodies and brains are a really old, old model of computer. So it's just learning how to use that computer (laughs) I feel like my brain needs like so many software updates like (laughs) exactly ignoring yeah for so long because I'm like oh all I have to do is just click that button when I'm ready Mm -hmm. (laughs) ready, (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if like how you like when you say that when people come out of anesthesia they're like wanting to move like mm-hmm. I don't know if you're like this I'm very fidgety yes so very. if I'm just sitting there like I'm one of those people where like people are like stop bouncing your leg like I'm that person I wonder if that is some sort of weird like it's like my body's telling me like go for a yeah. walk go do it something. is it's a I'm like that too and it's our bodies wanting to discharge 
like the excess anxiety. It's the, it's that exact response of it wanting to do something physical to complete the stress cycle. And people like you and me who are kind of like chronically busy mind, chronically anxious, uh, we're almost always in a state of fight, flight, or freeze. Almost always. Mm -hmm. Even just doing nothing. That's why we're like tapping our feet or like fidgeting with our hands. You know, it's yeah. a, our body's trying to discharge the energy, kill the bear. Man, I gotta, I mean, I hate, now I'm gonna tell my boyfriend that he's right about this, that I have to like start going for walks and runs and like mm -hmm. doing stuff, but it's like, I just can't admit that. I get it. <laughs> like, you know uh, what I mean? Because it seems like it's <laughs> oversimplifying something. Like, yeah. that's how I always feel when I'm like, I'm so stressed. Like, I feel like my life's falling apart and it's like, oh, go for a run. I'm like, well, why don't you go mm -hmm. fuck yourself? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I think that's what you think's going to help me, but it's like, that's mm. the ego thing coming back again, though. I'm the same way. It's the ego thing coming back again where it's like, oh, you think that my problems, my complicated, <laughs> beautifully constructed problems are so simple that they could be solved by a run? No. Maybe the common people's problems could be solved with a run, but my problems. They're so much more special and interesting. <laughs> 100%. Oh my God. I think it's all about just like laughing at yourself when you catch yourself doing these things. Like um, laughing at yourself when you're noticing like, oh, I'm basically telling myself like, I'm too good for running. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of be like, oh, silly me. Like, <laughs> yeah, but not judging not being like, oh, look at me doing this again. It's just looking at it with like curiosity, but no judgment, which is mindfulness practice, right? Like just being curious, not judging, not saying this is good, this is not good. Just saying this is what is, and isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. I need to download that. Uh, people keep telling me to download that Headspace app. Yeah. I don't know it, that in Canada. Is that I think actually they you probably would respond pretty well to that one because it's little bite-sized ones. Like it's 10 minutes of meditation. Um, and uh, after you've done the 10, you have uh, access to some other shorter ones even. So they've got like little two minute meditations for when you're just like, I just need to calm down right now. Like mm -hmm. I'm feeling a lot of something. Um, you can just do like these little mini meditations and um, he explains it very well. I find that weirdly meditation, especially guided meditations, are, uh, you're really sensitive. You're looking for things to not like in whatever it is that you're listening to if you're a skeptical-minded person. Mm -hmm. And uh, so if you don't like the sound of the person's voice, you're done. Like, that's it. So if you don't like, a, if you don't like somebody's voice, if you're finding yourself, or if you're just finding yourself annoyed by a, me a guided meditation that you're listening to and you can't really put your finger on why, maybe it's just the voice. Like just look up a different one and switch to a different one. If you're finding that you're getting annoyed, it's probably just something very small. Like, I don't like this person's accent. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a whole other problem, Tracy. <laughs> You won't be able to concentrate on your meditation if you're all clouded by your xenophobia. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I feel like I'm gonna try it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or at the very least, three deep breaths. Yeah. Like that for, for sure. For me, uh, I know 
even the 10 minutes is a lot sometimes where to get myself to sit down and do a 10 minute meditation a super easy guided meditation on an app that takes care of everything for me and all I have to do is sit there for 10 minutes I will still spend like an hour and a half putting off sitting down for 10 minutes yeah yeah but three deep breaths that's easy that is easy and you notice it right away like you feel the change in your body particularly for me it's my heart that I can I can feel that my heart slowed down after yeah. I do the three deep breaths. And so it's it's also a good way of priming your brain to accept something like meditation because it has the instant gratification and it's instantly over. So your brain learns, oh, that was easy and that was effective. And then as it keeps getting that message over and over and over again, it's going to be easier for you to sit down and do a longer one. Yeah. It's like a, like a muscle, I guess. Like you're yeah. working... Very much. Or just like a habit, like getting used to the beats of something, you know? Yeah. I think I'm just like, there's a part of me that's scared of becoming one of those people that I make fun of. Like, <laughs> because I'm like such a cynical person, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like the whole like astrology stuff, like spirituality, like I just can't get into it. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want to be one of those people that's like preaching. To, not that I, you are at all. Or no, no, no. I totally understand. You know, those people where you're like, oh, come on, you know, just smoke a joint. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> like, I think I'm scared of like, liking it too much. <laughs> 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 Becoming one of those people that's like. <laughs> but it's, it's always just ego, right? Like, cause that's okay. ego too. Is you're like, I'm going to be a lame dork if I really <laughs> like this. <laughs> Like, what am I going to be, like, a runner now, yeah. like, a meditator? Like, it's, like, it's not my brand, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but there's no stigma to three deep breaths. No. No, yeah. you're really selling me on this three deep breaths. I think, I think that could be the cure for me. <laughs> You'll have to let me know. If you start doing it and you like it, send me a message and let me know, because I would love to hear. I will. Yeah, I feel like people listening to this right now are like, yeah, Rochelle needs to take a couple of breaths. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I just need to relax more. Because uh, even when I'm quote unquote relaxing or not doing anything, I'm still doing that like furious paced yeah. thing. Like if I'm watching television I'm like watching all of the television <laughs> like <laughs> you know just like it's like gluttony almost but it's yeah. not in a it's it's a different kind of flavor than that it's not quite gluttony it's more like um I don't know just excess just distract yeah. quiet numb the, numb the thoughts <laughs> like watch yeah. all of the television yeah and uh, if I can just keep that pace going then I can keep things quiet. Yeah. I've been trying to do more of like, if I'm out in the world on my way somewhere, if I'm walking or taking transit, not letting myself have headphones in, not letting myself be listening to anything. So it's like, it's a little less scary than sitting down to meditate because you're still doing something, right? Like you're still in motion. Mm. Um, you're out in the world, you have things to look at because you're moving, the scenery is changing. So it doesn't feel quite as like, the walls are closing in on you yeah um, but you are still sitting in your own brain for a bit 
Yeah. And I find that that's when I have ideas. That's when I have like realizations of things. That's when I get like ideas for jokes or, you know, it's those moments where you're just in your brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find that for me, like cooking is also very much like, I don't think I ever realized it because I, I think about what I like about cooking and it's like the chopping Mm-hmm. You know, like that's my favorite thing. Like, if I cook anything, all of my vegetables are like perfectly symmetrically sh- chopped. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'll t- I'll like, spend way longer cooking something than anybody else would, so yeah. that I can have it all be just like I like it, and it's so satisfying. Yeah, and I just like I I don't even realize that I'm not thinking about anything other mm-hmm. than just the chopping and. I was, it's so weird because I was thinking about this last night that like whenever I'm upset and I'm like making a stew, like I'm not, like you can't be sad and making a stew at the same time. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, maybe when I'm starting to feel anxious instead of trying to force myself to run, which I never do, maybe I'll just make a stew. Yeah. (laughs) For real though. Yeah. When you're feeling anxious, you could just cook. Yeah. Because that is, is also sort of like a meditative activity. Yeah. You're and like it might help with the like discharging the stress cycle stuff because you're doing some sort of small physical action, right? Mm-hmm. Um cooking is also something that's been proven to raise your happiness levels because it's satisfying to have taken on a small creative project. So if you cook it's more so often, then it it boosts your mood. And to go back to your assignment as well, like I know you love to cook and I see all of your delicious things on Instagram <laughs> and they make me very hungry. Um, you put all of this time and all of this like joy and love into making this beautiful food and then you barely taste it because you scarf it down and are like we're on your phone the whole time and it's as if it never happened. It's so true. Yeah. It's even taking a minute to appreciate the work that you did. Yeah. And it's like the things that make me happy about cooking are is not something that it's like I'm consciously thinking of. Like I think mm-hmm. that's why I like it, where it's like to meditate, you have to kind of it takes kind of work to a certain. Whereas like for me, that's just like a natural thing. And I yeah. do notice that if I go like a couple of weeks without really cooking that much, and then I'll cook something and I'm like, oh, okay, this is what I needed. So it's mm-hmm. like there's so many clues in that my like that my body, my brain is giving me that's like, this is what you need to do. Like you need to meditate in some form. And it's like, I'm just shutting it down, but. I think it, for you, it'll be about finding the moments that already sort of exist in your routine that are sort of meditative mm-hmm. and focusing a little more on them. So things yeah. like cooking. Yeah. And then it doesn't feel like anyone's telling me what to do. You know what I mean? Nobody's telling you what to do. And you're not even doing anything different than you were before. Yeah. You were always going to be eating food. Now you'll just maybe pay a little more attention when you're eating your food. You were always cooking. Maybe you'll just pay a little more attention when you're cooking. And the more you sink into the little existing meditative moments in your life, you pay a little more attention on a walk. um, The more you'll probably see like a softening. Yeah the constant jaw clenching that we both suffer from <laughs> it's like hamster wheel in my brain you know what i mean it's real. Like, my therapist has been on mad leave so this this has been very helpful for me <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, we're coming to the end of our time, but we end by me giving the guest a genuine compliment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you, uh, how do you usually take compliments? Do you feel awkward when you're getting compliments? Do you oh, love it's them? language. <laughs> Brilliant. You're a words of affirmation person too. Yes, yes. We are the same. <laughs> I'm very much a words person. <laughs> yeah. And gifts. I mean, I like gifts too, but. <laughs> I like gifts as well. Um, oh, Rochelle, I just, I think that you're great. You're smart and you're funny and you're beautiful. Um, and I think that you're wonderful. I think that you're a great performer, a very good comedian. You're super comfortable on stage and very, it's like watching someone in their natural habitat. It seems very natural for you to be a performer. Um, and you just seem so comfortable and confident and you kind of always have, cause we started around the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I saw you when you were very first starting out and you were already like that, like that didn't, maybe partially because you have a theater background, it made you a little more comfortable being in front of a live audience. Um, but it's definitely a very different thing to do stand up, and you were able to transfer that skill perfectly. Um, I also think you're like super cool. <laughs> what? I think you're like very cool and like a little scary, but in a fun way. <laughs> I do get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but in a fun way. Like, <laughs> not like you seem mean, just like you seem super cool. Um, like if we went to high school together, I would be afraid to ever talk to you, but uh, I would like notice you all the time. <laughs> I was not cool in high school, so we probably would have been in like musical theater together. <laughs> But, but yeah, I, I just think you. you're a joy. And I, I always love talking to you. I think, like, we haven't gotten to spend all that much time together, even though we've known each other for years and years now. Um, but every time I do talk to you, I discover more and more that we have in common. And I think that you're really great. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, I think you're great. I always love, yeah. you know, when we would do open mics together, seeing you around. I always just thought you're such a nice, positive person. And, you know just all around nice. And I always appreciated your, your, uh, being so nice to me. <laughs> That's so nice. So Thanks, Michelle. I hope to see you when I'm back in Toronto. I'm going to be there in, uh, like November or something. So maybe I'll Yeah, just... I would love that. Yeah. Oh, thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. I feel, I feel great. So, so do I. I also feel great. I started this saying like, oh, I'm so exhausted. Like I didn't get any sleep. And I feel 10 times better than I did at the beginning of this hour. So thank you for that. You had a recharging quality for me. Awesome. You too. So this was good. I mean, we are the same, so. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, listeners, go be nice to yourself and remember that love is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>